I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, these days the headlines are constantly talking about the massive crisis about this or that, a crisis that only can be fixed by government. Uh, at least that's what our politicians continue to tell us. Uh, loneliness, poverty, climate change are, are all real issues. But can our elected leaders actually solve all of those big things all at once? Or should they be focusing on some different things like fixing the potholes on the street? Uh, so often we talk about government going big. Should our elected officials be thinking about going small? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, really excited to have uh, Steve Greenhut join us on the show today. He is the Western Region Director for the R Street Institute. And, uh, Stephen, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Uh, you had a great piece in Reason Magazine. I so love this concept of before, you know, promising to solve the world's big problems, politicians ought to start with, uh, like, fixing the potholes kind of issues. Yeah, well, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I think your your crucial crucial word there was before. I mean, maybe – you know, you can't keep politicians from having these big uh, designs on on uh, wanting to improve everything they can imagine. But maybe they ought to fix, you know, some of the basics first. And and those of us I've been covering, uh, you know, uh, uh, government, uh, local governments, especially for for many years as uh, different newspapers I, I've written for. And they don't do a very good job at most things. So um it, it, it seems as if the uh, you know, it would be great to turn that around. So our, our governor here, Governor Gavin Newsom, is always talking about climate change. And I'm not saying that's it's not an issue. Sure. It's just that they they want to change the entire Earth's climate. And yet they can't keep their own unemployment agency from doling out thirty one billion dollars uh, to to prison inmates and other people who shouldn't be getting the money. <laughs> so we can't ever fix the basic fundamental government agencies, even as they talk about doing all this uh, grandiose stuff. Yeah, I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I think if we could just get them, I, I kind of look at uh, elected officials in that sense, uh, sort of like as uh, teenage boys. You know, if they have a very small, very specific thing to do, uh, they usually do. They can do that. They can do it pretty well. Uh, but you give them a whole big swath of things, and uh, before you know it, uh, you got all kinds of <laughs> crazy things going on, and and not the real uh, work actually being done. Uh, you mentioned in your piece uh, in Reason uh, that a lot of this comes from the fact that a lot of politicians uh, think they are the second coming of uh, a Kennedy, a Reagan, a Lincoln, uh, and that's really not what we're after. Well, that's not what most of us are after, of course. <laughs> You know, the public, you know, in the defense of the politicians and, you know, uh, I don't usually defend them, but, you know, the <laughs> public doesn't get really excited when you talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, how well you take care of the sewers. And um, 
things like that. In fact, uh, you know, underground infrastructure is yeah. notoriously in bad shape places because it's out of sight, out of mind. So uh, so they, they get more accolades from uh, promising things that we all kind of know they're never going to do. And, and the whole entree to this point on my column was the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors wants to tackle the issue of loneliness. And I kind of pointed out that, you know, some of the reason for this supposed epidemic and loneliness is because they've the state and the county uh, has largely banned any of us from associating for with one another <laughs> for the last couple of years. So government's good at creating problems. And again, I'm not saying there weren't some need for, for some things to deal with COVID, but but, you know, it's it's not that hard to figure out why a lot of people are lonely. They've been forbidden from going about their normal activities for two years. And that takes a, a, a genuine mental health toll, by the way. I'm not I'm yeah. not diminishing any of that. It's no, just no. that I don't really think the county board of supervisors is going to fix the loneliness problem. Right. Yeah. And so it's really figuring out how to stay in their lane, <laughs> realize what the job is. Uh, and I think there's there's part of I'd love to get your your take on this. Uh, because I, I've often felt that part of the challenge with many politicians at every level of government uh, is that they've they've kind of perpetuated this idea and got us all conditioned to think that if there is a problem, government has to solve it. And whether that's local government or whether that's federal government, especially, uh, they're always uh, the place where if you have a problem, you know, we got to do it in a two thousand five hundred and sixty three page bill. Uh, it, how do we how do we address that? How have you seen that play out down in, in California and across the country? Well, yeah, I mean, in California, that's, you know, it's it's always, we're always a uh, uh, an example of what not to do on everything. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, they, they, that's a good point. People need to start thinking about how civil society and the free market, which are, those are the things that solve most of the problems that I've seen solved in my lifetime, right? I mean, you know, economic growth, uh, job creation, the elimination of poverty, those things did not come about because of government. I'm not saying there's no role for government in providing social safety nets or certain things, but none of the none of those things are the result of government. Government usually makes it all worse. I mean, how well has the uh, war? How well did the war on poverty go, mm. or the war on drugs, or you know? And then and then you see, uh, you know, we, we wage this war on poverty, which created all sorts of problems. And yet uh, people are, are thinking that our government could go to other countries and, and, you know, create democracy. So it's hubris. And it's just uh, it, it's it's the, the best thing is to figure out some ways to limit government, which none of which have worked, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. not naive, but, yeah. but the thinking, you know, yeah. like you point out the thinking, why don't we think about what how do we do this ourselves first yeah. and then turn to the government as the last resort? Yeah. And, and I, actually, I love the fact that you raised the uh, war on poverty, because I actually think we were winning the war on poverty until the government took over. <laughs> And started the war. I, I think things had progressed in an extraordinary way. I think this country has lifted more people out of poverty, uh, probably than any society in history. Uh, and and as you said, uh, in taking and creating a war on poverty and all the programs that followed, uh, we actually created a lot of problems, some good, some help, but uh, a, a lot of devastation along the way. Seems to be seems to be the case. Yeah, we created a lot of welfare dependency and and uh, all sorts of problems. So. Uh, and nobody would argue that uh, poverty was eliminated uh, after the war on poverty. And somehow, I don't think 
drug use has been eliminated since, uh, you know, the Reagan era war on drugs. Yeah. Um, some of our civil liberties have been extinguished in the process. <laughs> um, that's why, you know, the, the, the column was a little tongue in cheek, but maybe maybe they uh, ought to start with the potholes first. You know, once they're really good at filling the potholes and 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 administering the, the budgets that they have and, uh, you know, dealing with the pension systems and and all sorts of uh, basic fundamental responsibilities, then maybe we'll think about letting them do a little more. Yeah, absolutely. So it's such a great piece. We'll put this up on our social feeds today. Stephen Greenhut is the Western Region Director for the R Street Institute. Uh, appreciate his perspective today. Uh, and it, it brings me back to this idea that sometimes in government's rush to alleviate the suffering of some, we actually create suffering for many. Uh, and we have to be careful about that uh, as we look at our government. Uh, and I think Stephen's got it right. Let's have government do the stuff that they can do, and let's have them do that extraordinarily well, uh, whether that's potholes, uh, whether that's uh, infrastructure pieces, whatever it is. Let's, let's make sure uh, government at every level is doing those basic things. And as citizens, let's make sure when we have a problem that we don't look to government or to Washington first, but that we look to our homes and our communities because I think we can do it better. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.